I thought we'd finished with the heat, but it's coming back again in the evenings. It's so hot. I'm just not ready for this. I've got red hair. I don't like the sun. Come on. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard them say, like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal and to episode number 106. Uh, thank you for joining me again. It's been a little while since I've sat down and had a, a little chat episode with you guys. And being that I recently went along to a retro gaming event, I thought I'd sit down and have a little bit of a chat about that and introduce something new that's going to be coming up on the podcast hopefully very, very soon. So first up... The retro gaming experience that I went along to at Portsmouth Guildhall happened uh, a few days ago, I think about three or four days ago, um, which was organised by Dice Portsmouth. Um, so it was a really cool event that was focusing on predominantly board games, uh, but there was also a couple of VR games there and a range of different consoles. Uh, with different computer games and things like that. There was also just some Lego and bits and pieces there, which was really cool. So it was a really nice event to go along to and see people from different generations playing games from different generations. And uh, it was just a really nice, casual, laid-back environment with people taking part in, like I say, a range of different games, but also seeing people that necessarily know each other going up and saying hi and asking kind of what game they're playing or what they thought about it and that was really nice to see as well um I went along with Laura and I also met a friend Paul um who has been kind of a real source of gaming inspiration for me recently I think over the last year year and a half maybe um I've had a few make date evenings with Paul and we've played a range of different games and it's been a real um I guess like an introduction to board gaming uh we played uh, quite a lot of different games with different uh objectives and tasks and things that are involved some are tile games where you need to match certain things or move in a certain way uh some are I guess what you say kind of risk um or similar games to risk if you've heard of that game 
um, and they become quite complicated, like to the stage where I have to play them two or three times to really understand what I'm doing, <laughs> what's happening in the game. Uh, but I think if you've got that time and you're able to play with the right people, it's an awesome experience. Um, for me, some of those games are too long and too involved. And if it takes five hours, that's way too long for me. Um, but a couple of times we've played like a three hour game and it's it's been really nice kind of sit down and kind of concentrate on something for that period of time that isn't a computer screen um, and have the opportunity to concentrate on the game but also kind of have a bit of a break from the game sometimes and just have a casual conversation with your friends, um, which is something I think I kind of realised I don't do as often as I think I do. Like, we do talk, um, but kind of, I don't know, it's usually about work or a particular project or um, something that's going on. Actually, just to talk crap and shoot the shit and all that sort of business is, um, is really nice to do. And I think for me, I've kind of found that Board gaming is potentially a really nice way to, to do that. Um, so a big a big thank you to uh, to Paul for kind of introducing me to that uh, that side of it, which is really cool when there's a group of you. But I've also particularly enjoyed like the times when I've just I've just sat there with Paul and recently with Laura um, to just sit down and just play a game is really nice. And uh, like I mentioned, actually thinking about how often I kind of spend uh, all day looking at computer screen at work and then come home and sit in front of another computer screen, be that the laptop doing something for the blog or watching TV, either on TV or on my phone, you just kind of move from screen to screen, there's not a real break um, at the moment, so kind of blocking in time where you can take part in an activity that's I guess not necessarily non-electronic, although they are non-electronic, um, but just getting away from looking at a screen all the time has pre been pretty cool for me. Uh, and two of the games that I've really enjoyed playing with Paul are Hive and Santorini. Um, so Hive is one of the tiled games, uh, and we played that at the uh, retro gaming event on the weekend as well, and I've got it downstairs now. Uh, it's a really cool simple game there's only I think there's three or four different pieces uh, and you can get extras but the basic game has four pieces so you only really need to know what these pieces can do and that's it and it's you're you're off and going then the other game is um, Santorini which I really like um, because there's a really sort of basic level to the game um, where you are just kind of moving around the board one square at a time and uh, you're building up a small tower that you've got to stand on top of to win. Simple as that. Um, and then there's a development to the game. So once you're happy with that kind of level and understanding in gameplay, you can add in um, like god cards and they give you special powers. But you don't have to use those if you don't want to. So it's a nice kind of progression to the game once you get into it. Um, and yeah, that, that sort of side I've really enjoyed. Uh when I went along to <laughs> when I went along to the event on the weekend, as I said, I went with Laura, and I think she was really apprehensive about spending five hours uh, gaming. Um, particularly having already been to two Comic Cons in the earlier part of the summer, um, so she has now threatened or promised—I'm not really sure which one—to um, take me to a historic castle 
tour day or activity or something. Um, but I'm actually thinking that could be really cool because, yeah, the history side I might not be interested in, but the pictures, the pictures, people, I think I could get some good pictures from that. Um, so I'm, I actually don't mind. I think that could be cool. That could be really cool. Um, and it'd be interesting for me because it's something different. Um, and that's what I really like um, in a relationship is having those kind of different interests and different hobbies and being able to share those. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, but I think Laura, as much as she wasn't 100% up for it at the start, she did enjoy it. She annoyingly beat me at quite a few games, actually, um, which was a little bit uh, irritating for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she beat me at Scale Electric Mario at Cobra Paws, which is a pretty cool game. Um, well, I say it's pretty cool. I lost 5-0, but yeah, it's an okay game. Uh, so again, a really simple game. You've got uh, like domino tiles and um, one set of dice or two die. Um, and you roll the die. So the two dice. I forget which way. Anyway, you roll the two dice. And um, whatever is showing is the tile that you can kind of grab and pick up. And you just do that until the end. The person with the most tiles wins. Um, so we basically learned that Laura's reactions are much faster than mine. Uh, but yeah, there was a few different um, games that we tried out. We tried, we did try out um, one, I think, of the computer games, which was a real simple sort of button pusher slash basher. Um, I think you only really needed two buttons and the joystick to move around, and it was a flat 2D game. Um, but for me, it was really cool just to go along and give that a go. Um, kind of on the other side of that, they did have the VR games that were there. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to try those. I queued up for, for one of the three different VR games. And um, once I got to the front, that then broke for about half an hour, maybe a little bit longer. Um, so I didn't get the opportunity to try that one out. Um, they were pretty basic looking VR games like I've seen really good ones particularly at um, some shopping center activities before um, shout out to Ferrum shopping center whoop, 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 who had a really cool <laughs> such cheese um, had a really cool VR game uh, last Christmas um, like a snowball challenge or something like that um, so these games weren't on that level at all they were really basic but um, it would be cool to kind of give them a go. And one of the three games had this awesome chair that you sat in and the chair sort of vibrated and turned as part of whatever you were doing. Um, so that did look pretty good. Uh, so if you do go along to any events where you can try VR, definitely give it a go. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I am really interested in it, but um, I think at the moment there's a long way to go with that being affordable for most people um, as... Yeah, I think I, I remember looking into it, I think, is it earlier this year or the end of last year? And I was just like, whoa, this is way, way, way too expensive. And there's just not that much around. Um, I vaguely remember doing a blog post about um, VR on your phone. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that was pretty crap. <laughs> there was, yeah, I think I played one game that was like, okay, but oh, yeah, it was, it was not the best. Um, so yeah, back, <laughs> back to the, uh, the board games, there was, um, yeah, a really nice range of different games going on and really nice to see a, a mixture of, of people getting involved. Um, we did actually speak to, um, one young lad that was there with his mum, which was really nice to see, um, cause he was old enough that he could have been there on his own. 
Um, but he was there with his mum and they sat down and played games. And a couple of times I sort of spotted them moving around the room. And um, yeah, it was really nice to see the family side of gaming there as well. We did give, um, I think it was like, was it Spell It or something like that, um, a go, um, which uh, I'm not going to lie, I really was pretty poor at, um, but then that's what you get with being dyslexic. Spelling is not usually a strong suit. Uh, however, I I did Spell It, I struggled with, yeah, but um, I recently played Bananagrams, which you should definitely have a look at, um, because even I felt like at the end I was kind of in with a chance of winning. Um, so that's a really cool game to sort of test yourself a little bit. And it is a challenge. If spelling is not your thing, it is a little bit of a challenge. Um, but uh, there's... Yeah, for me, that was a lot more um, approachable or playable than something like Scrabble, where I'd completely be out of my depth and probably just not enjoy it. Uh, what else did I see at the event? There was a freeway chessboard which was pretty awesome um unfortunately paul or laura didn't know and really didn't care how to play chess uh so i didn't get a chance to play that but it did look pretty awesome um i think all in all yeah it was just it was a really cool event it was nice to go along and have the option to um try some of the games that were there uh and there was a, a large selection i would guess i don't know maybe like 200 that's well, I don't know maybe more let's say over 200 games that were there that you could try out um, and there was quite a few that you could buy as well um, so you could kind of try the games if it was one of the games that they had there Tr- play it try it see if you liked it and then you could buy a version as well which I think is a really cool option to have uh, and if you are kind of looking out for events like this. I don't know if this is in every area, but the uh, Dice Portsmouth have actually been running a few events over the last year or so, I think, um, as they've searched for a home, essentially. Uh, and I think uh, a couple of months ago, they announced that they've finally bought a premises in Southsea. Um, so they're going to be doing that up to open up a games cafe. Um, so I, I would imagine there'll be some um, electronic gaming going on there, but... A real focus will be on the board games uh, and I've got a couple of friends that have been along to these board games events they've put on before and said how amazing they are uh, so I'm looking forward to going along to that but I definitely recommend have a look in your area and see if there's something like this available even if you just go once and you're like ah it's not for me give it a go because it's something different it, it was really cool um, so yeah I really enjoyed uh, my recent trip to Portsmouth Guildhall for the retro gaming experience with dice portsmouth it was it was very cool um what else do i need to tell you so i think um the other main thing that i'd like to drop in is that coming up soon i'm gonna have a a few podcast episodes with a couple of guest hosts and we're potentially going to have more than one people on the line as well so we're going to trial think there's maybe three or four of us uh that might be getting together in the next week or so uh so the first one is probably going to be a short episode just to introduce uh, ourselves to each other and to you um but if you're interested in coming on to the podcast um i'll still be doing those discussion with episodes um and i've got a couple i think that are organized for kind of september october time so i'm looking forward to chatting to you guys who we have already arranged our dates with but there will also be these 
new chats. Now, I'm not sure if I'm going to put together a slightly different feed for those at the moment. I think we'll probably just see how the first couple of episodes go. Um, but do give me some feedback. Tell me if you really like someone that comes on and uh, make a real effort to make sure that we kind of get them on as much as possible um, for you. Hopefully that gives you a bit of a, a catch up as to the things I've well, it doesn't it's just one thing, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool to go along to the gaming experience, and I think um, what I'm going to try and do is when I go along to some of these events, maybe record a little bit of audio um, at the time. And I know over the I was going to say over the summer, the summer's kind of almost finished now. Um, there are a few events that are coming up in the next sort of four to six weeks, I think. Um, so I might try and record a little bit of audio while I'm at those events. I'm not too sure how well that'll go, um, but I'll give that a go. And then I can kind of introduce you guys to some of the stuff that we're going along to. As always, if you want to get in contact, if you want to come on with the podcast, um, you can find me at Mike underscore Douglas underscore. All of the information about the podcast, the blog, the vlogs, the whatever else that's going on can be found at mikesopenjournal.com. And thank you very much for listening. And please remember... You're not alone out there. These are real people. They have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard him say, like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.